Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome back to Elite Rugby Banter, the podcast about rugby. I'm your host, Adam, coming to you from Johannesburg. Joining me is the usual people. Uh, we'll start off with Matt, who I'm sure is fine. How's it going, Matt? How are you? I'm not are too you bad. fine? I'm not too bad. Uh, oh, you're not too bad. That's a catchphrase. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Matt, I tried to incept you. Alex, how's it how's from it Cape Town? Uh, I actually am fine. Um, yeah, you, thank you, you just... You just returned from buying a dog toilet. Uh, yeah, toilet's a bit of a loose term. Um, it's like a patch of synthetic grass that we're hoping uh, the dog will, uh, will kind of take to. Oh, uh, yeah. I see. It takes a bit of a long shot. Yeah. I, I've got a friend uh, whose dog sh- shot on AstroTurf for a while, so it, it should yeah. work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's. I think it's. Yeah, it's been kind of avoiding the um, technically designated pee corner. We're hoping this will will allure it. (laughs) And yeah, you can play a bit of ball with us, maybe. Good luck. Uh, Yeah, no, no, fair enough. Um, Got me up at 2 o'clock in the morning, led me to the pee corner, and then peed right next to all the newspaper. uh, In front of you. I like you. In front of you. (laughs) I'm going to make you watch me pee in exactly the wrong place. (laughs) I think he's upset. Did it give you the yeah. power move of watch staring you in the eyes? (laughs) Yeah, eye contact throughout. (laughs) Didn't break. (laughs) I think he's disappointed that he didn't get get the many great rugby theme names that yeah. you had workshop for him. That's but uh, little Roland, you know, I was trying to think of someone called Roland. He's like Ronan O'Gara. Yeah, I was going to say but, Roland O'Gara. Yeah, that's that's a, it's a bit a bit of a stretch, but yeah. uh, I mean the, the lady ones are the lady ones. Uh, Ben's here as always. Ben, how are you? Coming from Mauritius. I'm well in yourself, Adam. Uh, I'm okay. Had some back issues. Well, off your back, yeah. Like I don't, I don't like the sound of that at all. I had a bad back for a while, and it's horrible. No, nah, it's cool. And you guys had to sit through a conversation with my mom because she called me, but she cares. You know, like uh, my mommy loves me, which is nice. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, you got to do what you got to do, bro. You know, that, that's all. Um, I am very pleased to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this will be the first episode we're doing with an actual running order down on paper. Matt very helpfully told me that there was a spelling error in it. Uh, thanks, Matt. Uh, only, uh, only after you've been proclaiming quite proudly for yourself that you only type like shit on the cell phone and that when, you get, when you're get when on a keyboard, you're impeccable. So I am. Mostly. I am. So I just had to but, make you take note of that one. Uh, yes. And uh, indeed, I did take note, Matt. I wonder <laughs> where that spelling error took place. But just to quickly give you a run-through of today's show with actual structure, uh, first we'll be talking about the news, uh, going through the news, including the um, bombshell, the hand grenade, as Chesson Colby. Then we're going to be talking about the games from the previous weekend. I think maybe there'll be a little bit of Curry Cup and then Pro 14. Uh, Check out what's coming up this coming weekend. Uh, Mainly mainly being rugby championship, we might chat a little bit about Pro 14 and Curry Cup. And then the new feature, I'm very proud to say, uh, we have a WhatsApp group two actually uh, that cover covers the breadth of this podcast and we'll just be talking about what we spoke about because there's a, often um i'd like to say conversations filled with wisdom that we feel the public should hear about um so we'll get into that a little bit later followed by our super picks and then naturally we'll be closing off by saying goodbye to yourselves. so 
immediately moving on to uh, item three of the agenda, starting off with the news. Uh, Manny Binches and Colby. He's been called into the Springbok squad for the Tour of Australasia. Uh, all those people who are claiming he should have been capped for years are finally getting their comeuppance. Along with the, he was also joined by Scott Britz, uh, Sikabuza Noche, Ross Crenier, Jesse Creel, and Damon Dalanda. Excuse me. They all made the Tour squad. Um, guys, I know when we posted about this, or whoever posted about Colby on the Facebook group, it blew up like a conversation about religion. You know, what's, uh, what's Rassi thinking? Calling him back. I know Colby's doing pretty pretty well for Toulouse in France, but it came a little bit out the blue. I don't I mean, we always said at the beginning of the rugby championship that 14 and kind of 15 were our big problem areas in the back line because there's like suddenly this big lack of depth. We don't have any proper 14s. And Rusty played in Corsi, who's technically a, a, an 11. Well, there's some debate about that, but he's played most of his rugby at 11. Um, he was preferred at 14 against England. And then now, with him injured and with Ishmael injured and with... Uh, who's the other one? Sorry? Gallant. Uh, Gallant. Yeah, Gallant. Yeah, 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 um, Gallant. yeah, then we're now seeing Mapimpi play 14. And he, I don't think he's ever played 14. I've never seen him play 14. Because he's like, you know, Mr. Scores tries for a living mm-hmm. out-and-out 11 finisher. And he's at 14. So... Yeah, I guess maybe he's trying something different because Colby's technically a, a fullback. But it's it's weird. It is weird. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, well, I think it's because he... Have, uh, didn't he tweet something recently about him scoring tries? We were talking yeah, about this. And Ra- and Ra- he scored a really good... No, he set up, he assisted a really good try. Yeah. So we, we might be to blame. Because clearly we have a lot more power than we think we do. Yeah. Yeah, I think we. I think we should probably apologise actually for just misusing our power blatantly. Well, yeah, not to Colby. Yes, I mean, Chisholm's doing what Chisholm does. I'm just the only thing. You know what? I think on attack he ticks all the right boxes. The only thing that always has bothered me is defence. Um, I know. I know is, is he actually the same size as David McKenzie or no. smaller? He's definitely no, he's smaller shorter. than David. He's definitely no. shorter, probably lighter. He's not. He's not shit at tackling though. I mean, fuck. We've had worse. No, he's not. There. I think he's we've we've had worse great. defenders there though. Yeah, that that's true. It's just I don't know. I like let's say a guy like you're generally thinking your your 11s and 14s. A guy like Naholo, would he be able to stop the Holo in full cry? Well, we know. Let me put it this way. Yeah, well, but I don't, I, don't, I don't think I don't think many people can stop Naholo at full. Because the idea, the idea with defense is denying space. Yeah. So you're never having to get up to, so so basically you you're not letting anyone come come at you at full flight. Because generally, if a guy if it's kind of one on one and the guy with the ball is at full pace, I would say it's probably an eighty percent chance he gets through. So as long as as long as his positioning is all right, and may, maybe he's missing the tackle, but he's slowing the guy down enough that the sort of a, another person can make the tackle, it's probably not the end of the world. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know, I let him prove us wrong. Yeah, he's not going to get completely steamrolled in a one-on-one situation. Like, no, the little I don't guy's, think so. the little guy's a tough nugget. I reckon he'll hold in. No, no doubt. Uh, well, this I, is... I... yes. I, I'm. I think mm. I've. I think I've said this a few times. I'm against overseas players playing for the box. Like, mm. no, you no. know, you, you you've made your choice. Like, it's a it's a, it's kind of like a risk and reward thing. Fine, you're going to make a lot of money. You going to play what I think is easier rugby overseas and um, you know like like there are there are benefits to it but at the same time 
you you give up playing for the box because as soon as you start picking, especially uncapped players, to play for the Springboks, that's just saying like you know what fuck fuck you for being loyal to the country, fuck you for sticking it out in the Sharks or the Bulls or whatever. You know what? Go, you guys make your money overseas. You can have it all, and it's ultimately going to screw South African rugby over. Yeah, but ultimately. arguably, yeah. who who be better than Jason Colby, given all the injuries yeah. you have? So that, I think that, that's, 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 that's a conversation we really need to have because well, Colby has ask. pros and cons, like every player does, and it's a, as we said, it's a weak position for us or whatever. The question is, is there not anyone better? So, Combrink, Combrink, Andrews Kutsier. My mind sort of drifted to the cheetahs, but. They haven't scored a try in two weeks, so I t- retract that there's immediately. A, and Dylan Lades. Yeah, Dylan Lades. With like a, it's like for if you say say you want to get a foreigner to come and work for your company in South Africa, yeah. you, basic, you basically have to prove there isn't a South African that can do yes. the same job. Yeah, that's the, that, same, that, that's the same for Namibia, yeah. yeah. You're at the, the same job at sort of a similar a similar rate. Obviously, if a South African saying, no, I want six million a year and you can get a foreigner for, you know, 200,000, fine. Mm. So I, I think I think there should be a similar thing for any foreign player. Like the coach should have to say, okay, I want to bring in Chetan Colby. And then the board should say, or, or whoever, whoever the coach is accountable to should say, okay, like, Yo, what, Sorry, what, <laughs> yeah. Why is Chase, why is Jason Colbury preferable to Ron Combring? Um, whatever. Late. Who's a, yeah. Corbus um, van Vake. Yeah, Corbus van Vake. The yeah, and you should have to justify that, I think, because it like it it really it undermines local rugby. No, I, I agree. Uh, Bosch is not in the squad, is he? Not yeah. Either. No. Yeah, because Bosch could do that same job, or arguably Willemse could do that same job playing uh, 15. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I, Willems, is, Willems is still there, right? So, yeah. Uh, still there. And if he takes Pollard's place, I wouldn't be against that. Because so. Bosch was kind of in the extended squad. He played against Wales in the US. Mm. Yeah. But he hasn't really been in the box picture since then. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, Yeah. I don't know. It just seems uh, like I don't. I don't really think. I don't really see what Colby offers that Bosch doesn't. And I think it's fair to say that Bosch offers a lot that Colby doesn't. So it's a bit of a tough one. But I'm happy but for also, him because I, I do like him. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, uh, yeah. Don't, don't get us wrong and think this is like us hating on Chase and Colby. We, we like Chase and Colby, yeah. but I just don't pleasant. like. But also, if why bring him in now and not for the English tour? I don't know. If if you know if the argument is no, Rassi's trying to you know get a feel of guys before the World Cup. You know you're discounting yeah. everything, all our complaints about overseas players. Why didn't he bring in kind of all the overseas players he wanted to look at no. for the England series? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, look, moving moving on, looking at elsewhere at the squad. I mean, overall, it's pretty much the usual suspects, but one area in particular stuck out for me that appears to be quite weak is as I lose forwards. Warren Whiteley is the only uh, specialist eight, and as, as much as it hurts me to say so, I don't think he's been that great. Um, that's uh, Warren, Warren Whiteley will be alright, because we've done, we've done playing against Argentina, so he's, yeah, he's got better stats the, against everyone else. Which is interesting. Otherwise, the other options in the squad are Escom. Marco from Starden, Sia, the captain. I mean, he'll start. That's fine. Um, along with, sorry, I'm busy trying to look through the rest of the squad. Oh, Notche, he's in. I know we were chatting about him too, so clearly someone is listening to our conversations. And then Francois Lowe, who um, perfect, 
personally speaking, I don't think he should be there. I don't think he actually justifies his place in the squad. And maybe you can make the argument that his experience is filtering down to everyone else. But I just don't feel he's effective. He doesn't. He's not a ball carrier. Uh, he's not really hitting the breakdown that much. Not stealing much ball. I don't know. He doesn't seem to really be doing anything. Maxia Khaleesi is just a much better version. I mean, Sia can carry and he gets around and makes a lot of tackles. Francois Lowe, I personally believe, is past his prime. Do you think, I want to ask you, do you think Peter Steph Toy can play eight? I would mind no. seeing him at eight. No. <laughs> Donny Rousseau did. Yeah, but Donny Rousseau played eight for the Bulls before they, you don't, like, give it a guy, we're not Australia, you know, that debuts guys out of position or whatever. Like, we, you know, if fine. If, if he wants to play eight, he must play eight for the province or the Stormers or whatever, and then maybe we can think about chucking him in at eight for the box. Yeah, like it's a different. Like you can't just throw guys in and then, like you're setting them up to fail. Then yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, hey, like, that, yeah that no, his normal shift to flank, he's been do- doing for how long now? Anyway, for the Stormers as well. So, but yeah. Oh, oh, I've I've no doubt Pierre Steftetoy has the ability to play eight. I yeah, just don't think he has enough. Eight, yeah. He has enough experience there to play eight. I, yeah. I, I would much rather see uh, Francois. Uh, sorry, not Francois. I'd much rather see Sierkalisi at eight. Yeah. And then Peter Steff come in at seven, or even Frank Mostert at seven, because Sierkalisi is uh, an excellent eighth man. I mean, in his no, youth, no, that was his position. Mm. Um, so I'd definitely much rather see that than, yeah, fiddling around too much elsewhere. Mm. And we have a, we have good options at six with. With Escom and uh, yeah, who else was there in the squad that, that can play six? I think it was yeah, I guess Flo, Escom, and Sia. Mm. But mm. yeah, I'd rather see Sia either move back to six or moving in at eight. Ah, I'm okay with Whiteley though, to be honest. Like I think he... I don't think yeah, he's no, to, to to me, Whiteley's a good lineout option as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's quite a big and, and especially sort of the the whitely the whitely marks. It's a good um, yeah, you know, like, like, quite well. Yeah, yeah a bit of, bit of a Marks spine. knows how to throw it whitely, and whitely knows how to catch balls mm-hmm. thrown by marks, basically. Although the lineups were still messy two weeks ago yeah. with mustard back in. Yeah, we, we uh, all thought I, that would be better. But I think I think mustard. Or or Peter Steph is going to have to play blindside because we're going to have to we're going to have to beef up that loose trio. Mm, yeah, agreed. Uh, final final point before we just move on to the news stacks. Quick quiz question: How many tests do you think Andre Pollard has played for South Africa, given how long he's been around? Uh, so, just I'd say interested. I'd say about thirty. Yeah, thirty-one. Yeah, and okay. then secondly, would you start Damien Willems ahead of him? No. Oh, sorry, I'll, I'll be right back. Hello? I'm guessing that's the mattress. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. We're going to listen to the mattress coming. Yeah. Should we cheer these guys on? Sorry, Joe, are we going to talk about David Villanza? Or should we just fuck around like we normally do when Adam's not listening? (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, I guess we can keep going. We can wax political. Yeah. I don't know. I I definitely wouldn't. Like, the game to start Villanza was the. The yeah, yeah. Like, the one in Durban. I mean, it should have happened, and you know that opportunity's gone. Like now, I wouldn't even start him at fullback. Although I think we're going to have to because we are we still waiting for the the game that Malila resets out? Mm. 
Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Um, no, I'm but isn't some... isn't my my pimpy? He may like because he he was off injured last game, so presumably he's not. He's still in the he's, squad, he's... though. I think they announced him still as part of yeah, the squad. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm guessing, but I'm guessing he's not. He he is he's a warish, presumably. Yeah, yeah. No, I think Colby's being brought in as a right wing. I don't think he's being brought in as fullback. Yeah, I would assume. But I might be wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not, uh, just before you ask, you know that it's uh, the ringtone. I know everybody wants to know. It's uh, my char- my guitar, "Shanty Weeps" by George Harrison. You know, I'm a soulful soul. Just wanted to put that out there. I, so I was going to ask before I got very, rudely interrupted. I was going to say it's a very dad ringtone. <sighs> Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm just saying. You don't have to get so defensive. <laughs> no, well, I, okay. You know what? You know, what I wanted to know before before you really insulted me was a quick yes/no <laughs> before we move on is whether Damian Vernon should start for the box against the Wallabies. I'd say hell yeah, why not? I, I've shown no, I, I I'm not a Bills lover, so I don't think Andre Pollard, <laughs> Andre Pollard has a claim to that ten jersey. Uh, I, I, I think I, I, yeah, I think maybe starting Willemse. Uh, could have value in just showing Pollard he's not untouchable. Yeah, Being like, li- listen, mate, you, you've had two shit games. At Springbok level, that's not good enough. You know, sit on the wood for a while and think about what you've done sort of thing. Mm. So, um, yeah, obvi- obviously it is. But then on the other side, like, it is kind of throwing Damien to the wolves a bit. But maybe that's what he needs. Maybe he needs a bit of a baptism of fire kind of thing. Because, the- because also, if we lose to Australia this week, then... We might as well start Willemsen the three remaining games, yeah. because starting against New Zealand in New Zealand that is a baptism of fire. Christ. Yeah, no, but but then, like like you might as well because um because at, at that point any any chance of really doing well in the rugby championship is gone. Like oh, so it's a bit cynical, but you are you are sort of you are sort of playing for seconds. So yeah, but I mean. And then, if second the, place should be the yeah. first option like if uh, I mean I, I agree with you on sending a message to Pollard because uh, yeah I, I do think that there's too much of a you know golden boy complacency um, aura yeah. about him and that needs to be you done can, that needs to put a stop to you but surely the uh, so the proportion of responses to then give Alton side. another chance yeah yeah they, they, lo- lo- logically yeah Alton because Alton yeah, theoretically yeah. should be because I think Alton versus Australia, actually, you would probably go all right. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. And I think, I think that's the narrative yeah, we need yeah, to be building yeah. ahead of next year is that Alton and, and Andre are dueling for the um, number 10 jersey. Damien's not going to – he can I don't – I'm sorry. Like, Damien Phillips cannot be our starting number uh, number 10 at the World Cup next for, year. Mm. Yeah, I'm happy for him to be on the bench. And obviously, I think he must be in the squad because he is the future. <laughs> but we need to be basically saying to Andre and Alton, look, any given day – it could be either of you walking out there in the starting jersey, and it's up to you to prove it to us when you get your opportunities on the training field. Andre, you done fucked up, and Dalton, yeah. you get you get your shot now. But if you fuck yeah. up for the next two games, then same, you know. Stupid question. I would, I would Is Elton in the squad? Yes. Yeah. Okay, no, just checking. I'll... I, I, I would say if Elton does play, they should only tell him on like Thursday night, because yeah. I, I think the problem is. 
And then teams say, like so many teams before Super Rugby games, and be like, yes, we're targeting Alton Jantuchis. We're targeting him. Like we, we've set a game around breaking him down because because he is a, like he is a bit of, I wouldn't say a glot, but you know, he's very volatile. Like if shit isn't going his way, suddenly he's... Yeah, he's a confidence player. Yeah. Yeah, he's really out of it. So so what they should do is honestly just and whatever. followed and you with know? an asterisk next to his name. Yeah, and now no, announce Pollard, and then like 20 minutes before, be like, yeah, Pollard, you know, he left his boots at home or whatever, so Alton's going to start instead. Just, they just have Pollard I'd, do I'd like, like an overdramatically like trip like over the bus. Yeah. Or have, and don't even have Alton on the bench, just have Damon on the bench. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then you, you sneak you sneak Alton into the the stadium and then just be like, whoop, the old switcheroo. Yeah. <laughs> Never know. Playing in a, playing in a like a, a blonde wig. Yeah. All right. Let's quickly just move on with the news, and I must uh, news, and I must apologise to to the listeners. Uh, these guys are coming earlier than expected, which is not the norm in South Africa. They normally come in time or, or, or a little bit late. No, it's Sunday. They're so, trying to get his. Yes. I was oh, say, okay, it's Sunday. Just... They're getting deliveries, as many deliveries in as possible. That's double pay today. Yeah, they're <laughs> getting time off, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> uh, New Zealand Rugby, they've bought back a private investor stake in the struggling Blues. Uh, they purchased it from the Bolton Equities Limited Group, a 40% stake in the Super Rugby franchise. Uh, and the story just goes on to say how bad it is. Uh, Steve Tu, the NZR chief, said, we would like to thank BEL CEO Murray Bolton and his team for their contribution to the Blues over this period. That's pretty much what he said. So uh, pretty much thanks with no thanks. Do you think it's going to make a difference? Because New Zealand already, the New Zealand rugby already pulled the strings, really. So I don't know what difference it's going to but, make. But, Apparently but, there were what, governance what, issues. But what kind of power? Because New Zealand rugby already sort of had quite a lot of say anyway. So so what? What? how will this increase their, their power? I don't know. It just said that while NZR did not release the independent review that was conducted into them, governance issues are believed to have played a part in the problems at New Zealand's worst performing Super Rugby franchise. So maybe even though these guys had a minority stake, uh, these sort of decisions and motivations and so on and so forth they were taking were contrary to maybe what New Zealand rugby might have thought. Or it was just ugh, their own loggerheads or something like that. Were they the brains trust who kept Rico at centre? No, that was that was all time. That was that was all time. Yeah. <laughs> New Zealand rugby, they they kind of had sort of recruiting like power as well. Hey? So they could be like, actually, listen, you know, Chiefs, you have six loose head props, send two over to the Blues or whatever. Like they can kind of say that. But they could do that before. Yeah, I, I know, I know, but that that's why I'm wondering why why they need this why they need this stake back if they already had that level of control. No, uh, surely it's a, a financial thing, like an allocation yep. of funding, and maybe like maybe freeing up funds for player salaries, um, something like that, or like maybe the the union was like issuing dividends or something where they probably should have been reinvesting back into the club. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of guessing, but that's the only thing I can think of that would make a difference to the performance. Yeah, yeah but it, it, yeah, because it doesn't really sound like that would have been like something that would translate to on-field issues unless they were yeah. saying no you're paying these players too much uh, too little or whatever okay moving on uh, in news and so, sorry to interrupt chaps SA Rugby is set to cut a pro player pool in half according to President Mark Alexander the new system will reduce the number of professional players in the country from 990 
to 460. It means that major franchises will only be able to contract between 40 to 50 players per season. Any surplus players who are not contracted will then be placed into a draft system and used whenever they are needed to open quotes. We've created a false market in this country. It's simply not sustainable having 990 players trying to make a living. Alexander said on Wednesday the launch of the season's Pro 14. They're the biggest number in the world in a new model. All the best players will be playing all the time. You won't have the third and fourth choice guys sitting in the storeroom. <laughs> bulls? Anyone? No, I was going to say some the players are, is just like the uh, surface. It's a hell of a subtweet for the Bulls. Yeah, some, some players will have normal jobs and work in the day and earn a salary and then play on the weekends and receive a game free. I think we want to create and pick calls. That's what he says. Once we bring in the draft system, smaller teams will benefit by being able to select players that would, norm- that would ordinarily not get game time at the franchises. This initiative is driven by the unions in conjunction with the players and their association, Alexander said. They've drafted this document. It's a great one. We should have done this much earlier. I think we can all agree with that. Um, yeah, sounds sounds like a positive development, chaps. Uh, I do feel bad for uh, many many of the guys coming up through high school who have their sights set on becoming professional rugby players. Mm-hmm. It just became that much harder, but I think that's exactly what we want, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like we want. But I think I don't think draft is the right word here because it's sort of like a it's, it's a like a half yeah. it's, it's, so, so like, like, like free, it's a free agency pool. Yeah. Yeah. But but like 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 I I respect their their sort of um, the initiative and I do think it'll make squads more more competitive as well, especially down like sort of the the bottom end. But I, I think they don't go far enough if they want to sort of do this kind of half draft thing. I think they should say you allowed you allowed 15 contracted players, and everyone else you have to pick up in the draft. Your re, re, 15, one five, XV. Um, and then every, so so you know so so players really fight for that sort of that guaranteed place in the squad, and if everything else like leaves you to the walls. It'll like I don't know like it'll be. It'll, I guess it's quite disruptive for players with their families and shit as well. Yeah, mm. that's mm. the thing. Like, because like, like you get always. a phone call and you're like, congrats, son, you just got picked a uh, fucking defalker. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, I was kind of hoping for a call from Western Province. You know, I, did, I was captain of like the Borland under-15s or something, under-19s. But I guess I've got to tell my girlfriend that I'm going to play for the Falcon. Huh? I don't know, like it just seems... Wasn't there, there was a movie about seems that, like a wasn't there? superficial. Uh, what, uh, number 10 with yeah. Colin Moss. Yeah, wasn't Colin Moss <laughs> playing for the Falcon? Yeah. <laughs> Is that where I got it from? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that's the movie your wife's watching right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Invictus, but I think she's fallen asleep. <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, like, I don't know. I just think it's, I don't know. Because, like, I agree with the principle behind it. We don't have the rugby market in South Africa to allow for every kid coming out of high school that wants to be a professional to go pro. It's just yeah. not realistic. Not enough demand. So this is a good way of curbing supply while still giving them that like a little bit of a lifeline. And I hope it's going to have the, the effect of strengthening club rugby because you're going to see all those guys who are currently happy to play for the Bulls, you know, third team or whatever, instead saying, well, let me just go to university and then play for a club team until I get picked up in the, in the free agency. And if that's the outcome, then it's a good thing. Yeah. But I wonder Do you think practicality. Do you think it's going to lead to a lot more sort of um, second-tier players going overseas? Because I'm actually I'm for that in a way. Yeah, that's fine. Because then, because that that tier is sort of the tier people who 
we should be going overseas because they're not really in the buck conversation. We want to keep the ones who we're likely to cap, yeah. So I think it will have that Look, consequence because then hopefully it means that the players that do get retained get paid more. Yeah. Right. So yeah. we we sticking our keeping our quality players, and then yeah, the other the rest can go overseas if they want to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, right, moving quickly. So, yeah. no. moving but, but, but so can, can be so said, <laughs> we want. <laughs> Listen, and um, you know the powers that be. We know you listen to this podcast. Uh, okay. We we want we want to combine. Oh yes. Yeah. No, Alex, oh, do you, sorry. Do you want did, to did I use the word combine? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ben's I am frothing. Then you just you've just I'm kicked so off a fifteen-minute rant. Okay. Combine. Where and when? When are we doing this? No, no, just just explain explain what it is in terms of NFL. Uh, Okay. So, yeah, look, I think the way they do it in the NFL is essentially you have to register for the combine, I think. Um, I don't know know too much about the admin, so if anyone's listening and I get this horribly wrong, um, please forgive me. But essentially it's an opportunity for, for, for NFL prospects coming out of college to um, get their measurables recorded and for agents, uh, for scouts from all the 32 franchises to basically see what they could do physically. So if I'm not mistaken, the combine day is, is purely um, physical. So you show up to a designated uh, place. I think it's normally in Orlando because that's where they have the, the draft, I think. And you do a series of physical tests. So you run a 40-yard dash. You do a vertical leap to see how your how high you can get off, off the ground. You do a long, uh, basically like a broad jump, which is like a long jump but without a run-up, so from a standing start. You do bench press, so there's a set weight. I think it's 100 kgs, somewhere around 100 kgs, and it's literally just how many reps can you do of that weight, so it's standardized weight for everyone. Um, then you do cone drills that test your agility, and uh, there are a couple of other things, I think, that I can't remember right now. Then on top of this, they do stuff like an IQ test, or they some of the franchises might want to like interview you, ask you questions about stuff. I guess that's where they test your knowledge of playbooks and schemes, and that kind of thing. Um, but it's a really good opportunity for a guy to move up or down in the draft. Obviously, you don't want to move down, but if you have a bad combine day, you could slip in the draft. And nowadays, like the amount of money that's in football. The combine is basically like that's your opportunity to clinch a top like a, a round one pick, which is worth a lot more in terms of contract than a round two pick, or to make it into like the top five in the first round. And you could probably, I'm sure someone's written academic papers or done the maths. You could probably actually put a figure to like each bench press rep probably gets you X amount more money in terms of your contract. Each split second off your 440, off your 40 yard draft, uh, 40 yard dash time, also probably worth like X amount of money, you know. So, and I think okay, so bring it back to rugby. Sorry, I know I'm I'm dragging on a little. To bring it back to rugby, I think it's a really really good opportunity for play, uh, players from unknown schools and unknown universities and clubs to come out of the woodwork and just go toe to toe with you know the guys who have been playing SA schools their whole the whole careers guys who are playing varsity cup rugby guys who you know feature on super sport one in a classic clash or whatever you get a guy who's never been really scouted by anyone 
And if he could come out on, on a combine day and just blow your mind with like a you know sub 11 second 100 meter time and then do you know like 25 to 30 bench presses at 100 kgs and you know you can chuck a ball at him a few times give him a few up and unders and see if you can catch them there's definitely going to be clubs who want to take a, a chance on a guy like that even if they've never seen him play or you just invite him for like a trial at the, at the squad or something like that there's just so many it, it, it unlocks so many options and we just i feel like we don't have that culture in south africa of measurables you know it's a bit like the money ball theory where you break down like the attributes of someone instead of their history and you look past their their you know, their bloodline or their school or their surname you know all that kind of stuff that so many old school coaches get obsessed with um and i think the combine would be a much better uh, use of resources than this draft because i think the draft has a few practical flaws i think the combine is just it's just a raw opportunity yeah, yeah. So, so like in, in our sort of vision, the combine wouldn't lead to the draft. The combine would just be for guys to show what yeah. they're about once a year in like January or early February or something, you just have it, you know, it may be like one in, in Gauteng, one in um, the Eastern Cape and one in Western Cape, for example. And then everyone in between has to, has to just make yeah. their way there if they want to get there. Mm. And, um, yeah, like you can televise it, you can have reporters there, you can publish, you know, here are the top 10 100 meter times. And I, like I, reckon, it, I reckon more people would watch it than would watch Springbok games on TV. <laughs> Maybe. But I mean, no, honestly, it's, like it's, it's, it's a fucking, huge thing. Like the, the NFL marketers men, go big on it. Yeah, men love stats. It's a fact. Like, remember that computer game Worms? Yeah. After the game, you know, it had like worm that did the most damage like people would spend longer that shit than they would actually play the game yeah but a bulk of rugby fans are men it would sell people would love the combine would it sell more yeah, or better or more uh, better or worse than the box in durban better oh well they are over they're over 80 durban must be banned from springbok tests after that show yeah. yeah. Well, uh, they've been saying that since the semi final in 95. Let, let's move it on. Let's that move it on. Very, very quickly. Um, all black prop Joe Moody. He's going to miss the rest of the rugby championship after breaking his thumb uh, in last weekend's win over Australia. So he's out, but New Zealand will survive. And our last piece of news for the day Rassi is denied that he has been offered the opportunity to coach the Bulls. In next year's Super Rugby, eyebrows are raised on Saturday when reports suggest that Erasmus was being linked as a possible replacement for John Mitchell Loftus, uh, with the former black coach he's, he's expected to leave the Bulls in the coming weeks. But speaking at our time international on Saturday ahead of the box squad departure for Australia, Erasmus provided some clarity in the situation. He explained that the whole idea of him coaching the Bulls has stemmed from a rumour. Instead, Erasmus explained that in the World Cup year, it might make sense for him to spend some time with the Bulls if they're working with a new coach next year. So, uh, no, no, I'm not planning on coaching the Bulls at all. That's what Erasmus said. So that puts to a be honest, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it would be the worst idea. No, no, neither do I. But, uh, like, because also, re- realistically, obviously, there is sort of planning and stuff that Rassi should be doing. But, like, like he is he is relatively free during Super Rugby. So yeah. <laughs> He's got to attend the other I, matches. I, yeah. the, the, I think he should, I, be doing, I, I, he should be spending that time with all the unions. Like, yeah, he should have a yeah, schedule. Because he'll just be this, spend this, a week. 
Yeah, I, I guess there's like a like a separation of powers issue where obviously then the Bulls the Bulls players would sort of yeah you you the whole box squad would stink of nepotism then if you have like two but, Bulls in. Well, what a way yeah. not favor them because because Rossi will obviously see them at their best and their worst Ooh, yeah. and potentially other spots would only be seen at their best. So yeah, yeah. It might be a bit like like uh, like Cass in the Australian Bachelor where she actually knew Nick from before. Yeah. And oh yeah. It's, un- yeah, it's unclear that's... whether that's uh that's working in her favor or not, because I, he's actually I, I, spending a lot more time with the other girls who he doesn't know yet. I'm I'm almost saying that's a breach of the rules. Like I I think they should have vetted her better. Yeah. No. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure that it was deliberate. I think they knew. Yeah. yeah. Should he um... anyway, Enough about <laughs> enough about the bachelor. Whatever. We need yes. to do an episode <laughs> after rugby championship. We should do like a a big breakdown of it. I'm happy. No, I'm sorry. Is, is, is Badger Watch not on the agenda? Badger Watch? No. Not, I reckon after it's not the championship, agenda. that's like... Our running order later. is no longer legitimate. Yeah, yeah it's... it's yeah. <laughs> but in the running order, right, it says that we should now move on to just uh, games from, from the previous weekend or the current weekend. So uh, I'm going to start in Curry Cup. On Friday, the Pumas took on Western Province in Nelspray and they got demolished, 57-28. And then yesterday, uh, the Free State Bees, they lost to the Sharks, 33-29 in Bloom. And then the Lions, that beat the Bulls at Loftus, uh, 38-35. You guys caught some of this rugby, uh, judging by the WhatsApp group. What, uh, what insightful observations do you have to share with us? Province looks good when they have an actual coach running them. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. <laughs> Can I? Yeah, actually. So, yeah, let's hark this back to our, our original conversation about Cheslin Colby because there was one name that we forgot, um, and that's Sergio Peterson. Oh shit! Oh. Yes, but because he's... damn, he played well. He was playing he played fourteen very actually well. as well. He yeah. played fourteen. Yeah, he was playing yeah. fourteen actually. Come to speak of it. Yeah, and um, I actually need to apologize because I'm going to hark back even further because I had something at the back of my mind I wanted to say at the end of the Cheslin Colby, which I forgot to get out. We are all forgetting the original Cheslin Colby, the rich man's Cheslin Colby. Oh, no, Geo Aplon. Because Geo Aplon is still available for selection. Uh, and I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be picked. Anyway, especially, sorry. Especially for, for a World Cup, if we can just use and abuse him. Again, yeah. I, once again, I don't like foreigners playing, but if this is the way we're going, well, not foreigners, foreign-based players playing. But if, if this is the way we're going, yeah, Geo Aplon is a better call than Cheslin Colby. Anyway, I don't want to get a sidetracked. Yeah, so Sergio Peterson played really, really well. Yeah, he did. Um, and yeah, I think Province actually looked pretty good. Yeah, it was a good okay. win. Okay. Yeah. Any anything else to add in, in particular yeah. about the Curry Cup? Because I, I didn't catch unfortunately much of it. I've, I've had a bit of a hectic weekend. Uh, <laughs> I, I just I looked yeah, at so. the Cheetahs team. I've never seen such a. a, a Fora of no-name brands in my life. But I don't know. Maybe these guys are quality, but literally the only people I recognize out of the 23 was the 22 for Curry Cup. I'm sure it's 22. Mm. I think it's still 22. Okay, well, whatever. Out of the whole, like, match day squad, the only names I recognized were Rudy Page and Louis Fouchet. None of them. I hadn't heard of them from University Cup or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, so... I was a bit, I don't know. I get the cheaters are really stretched thin with Pro 14. I think let's say that. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, and then, well, speaking of Pro 14, the first round of games kicked off uh, over the weekend, but just a great run through. Adam, you missed out that your, that your favorite team nearly, or your favorite team lost to the Lions this weekend as well. No, my, no the Lions are my favorite team, so they actually won. I don't know, regular listeners. And, I'm very, and I'm very chuffed that Diamani scored twice. He's kind of the main guy God. I have my eye on. That he Guys, gets how, how good is Hachiva Daimani? Yeah, not... He's good, but I think did he needs a bit more game Did you see him rounding Duncan Matthews? No, I've okay. seen, seen the highlights. But all those X7 players, they're such, they're such athletes, but they just don't really fit into a traditional mold, which I think scares South African coaches. Yeah. Like, I think New Zealand embrace it and kind of ride it. Be like, oh, fine, you know, you, you, do, you. play your game and we, we'll fit you in somewhere. But yeah. I think, like, like Quaker Smith, Achiva Daimani, even Warren Whiteley to some extent, like these yeah. X7s guys. They, they even, struggle um, to find. They yeah. struggle even, to find a place even for them. Now. Right well, now, same sort of thing for Province. Because he was really good. But well. Yeah, we're also a good example. And even it's even as someone as good as like Cecil Africa, and even Sinatra, like yeah. Sinatra just doesn't seem to fit with the scheme. No, they don't because I don't know the guys who they just banished to the wings. They're so used to having like so much extra space on the field. Now all of a sudden they have this five meter channel that they. Expected to perform in all of a sudden yeah. in fifteen, in 15s. Yeah, but it's because none of them have really. Because like of our current kind of crop, who's been the biggest success coming out of sevens? Did Habana start in uh, sevens? He did start at sevens. Yeah. Yeah. So, so but he, but he he started like 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 but he was he, wasn't he was more he was more of a 15s player that played sevens. Yeah. I reckon yeah. Quachas was probably our best sort of. Convert I would say no. 15. Is is Whiteley, Whiteley is an X sevens player? Huh? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I but, don't know, but, but it's not just... a not like a not a career sevens player. Like he played, he joined them for was it the Olympics or something, uh, okay. or like the yeah. sevens World Cup. He was one of those part timers. I think. Yeah. That's, it's a pity because our sevens is really good, and it would be great if we could have we could transfer more of that talent. Mm. Yeah. Van at 12. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I'm a huge fan. Um, like, I think if Promise can get a backline going of that involves Vinokok, Ronal, and even Sinatla, um, I think that they're looking so good. And if, if you got a guy like Damien Willemse at 10, and Actually, okay, they're looking a bit light, maybe. So I would have I'd have Willemse at 10, uh, Dalland at 12. Run null thirteen, and then wings being Cock and Sinatla. Works. Yeah. yeah. And then fullback can be Dylan Lades, I guess. <laughs> or, or that old throwback, SP Maria. <laughs> yeah. Just to, just to <laughs> well. SP Maria's got a contract for like Bordeaux or some shit by now. He's a specialist to live in now, haven't yeah, you? Oh yeah, I should. <laughs> I forgot. SP yeah. Maria. You can't play him on the wing because he's always fucking wandering off. Well, he, well, <laughs> well, well, Ben, you say that, but his team managed to score 57 points with him on the wing on le- on, on at 11. Yeah, he's lucky Jimmy Stonehouse didn't reach out from the touchline and just throttle him. <laughs> <Close line. laughs> 
Uh, it's a very quick run through of the Pro 14 results, uh, including um, the Cheetahs losing 38-0 two months away. Uh, the Dragons lost at home to Benetton Treviso 17 17-21. Ulster Ooh. beat the Scarlets 15-13 at home. Just wait. Who was at home? Treviso? No, no way. So the Dragons... Oh, that's a good result for Treviso. Yeah. Yeah, no, they've been getting better, though. Uh, I know the Italians, they've been busy. Also, the Glasgow Warriors, they beat Connacht away, 27-26. A Zebra, they beat the Kings, 34-16. Ospreys, they beat Edinburgh, is also a good result, 17-13. And the Cardiff Blues, they just lost to Leinster, 32-33. So, yeah, the Cheetahs drawing a duck, unsurprisingly. They're literally playing a, a B team, since most of the better players are now playing against them at some point in the season. And yeah, probably Treviso, but the Italians they're also a good last season. They picked up a few wins uh, as well. Yeah, no, no. I'm I'm just saying, like like yeah, I know they they all right at home, but that's a it's a good win for them. Scarlet Scarlet away. Um yeah. I, I I watched the Cheetahs though, very, very impressed with Oxenchair. Mm, like I don't know if you guys watched. He scrummed up, but he also he was first receiver. Like I reckon he caught the ball more than the ten. Mm-hmm. Like, like, honestly, nice soft hands, good running, making good decisions. Like, like, but obviously, like, that's not really his his primary role. But it was good to see him really, really stepping up. Like, I think he should be in. He should be. Uh, I'm in sure Europe. he's in. He's, he's in, in Europe. He's in the back of his mind. He's in Europe, and it sounds like you're describing his hero, who's also in Europe at the moment. So maybe he's hoping their paths cross. Yeah, I just hope he gets picked up by maybe one of the other teams for Super Rugby. But look, if he's happy, he's happy, and he's, I'm sure, learning his scrumming game like a champ on all, on all, all those pitches up up north. So uh, his dividend will be easy to see, but he's pretty much the guy, uh, along with him and Opa, Opa Mohoje. Oh, Opa got injured, though. Eh? I think that was his ankle or something. Oh, yeah. cuck. Ugh. Well, you know, you can't win them all. I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, no, this is all blacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. In in a, in a way, we we kind of saw this that the cheetahs essentially became a shopping, you know, like a bit of a grocery mm. store for all of the other European teams because obviously then they don't just sort of hear about these guys and watch them; they literally play against yeah, them. Yeah, they so. have them eat them alive on the field now. All of a sudden, yeah. they watch yeah, so that they just farm like, equipment. Oh, oh. I'll have a bit of Torsten van Jarsvold, yeah. I'll have a bit of whoever. Like, like they just honestly just gutted the cheetahs from every good player. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. Did you see the, this comments that uh, um, oh, Jesse Creel, man? Um, Jesse Creel. Don't know what you're talking about, man. Jesse Creel, he's twin. Yaku, 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 yeah, Yaku said that he, he'd be expected after the World Cup there'll be a boatload of South Africans heading overseas to play. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. He just made the point that the reason he went this year was to get ahead of uh, the wave, heading over <laughs> yeah. so he could nail the contract. I'm like, hey, fair play, though. He's got, he's got some yes. business, business smarts on his shoulders. He's right. There's going to be an oversupply of players, uh, which puts them at a slight disadvantage. My thing what, is... What, what are mm-hmm. the rules with overseas players because surely they can't play the whole team can't be overseas yeah players. that's what i'm thinking surely there's yeah, got to be a finite a number of players these guys can take they're weird ones surely. like under england's rules have besides the salary cap they're allowed i think one foreign marquee player and one local marquee player whose salaries fall outside of the salary cap so that's where they're ridiculous yeah. that's where their two ridiculous salaries go 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, because currently Beal was getting paid, like, almost a million pounds a year. Yeah, so they're getting... Yeah. So they allowed one foreign, one local outside the cap, I think, if I remember correctly. Plus, they all have shenanigans with, like, sponsorship. And, like, so and so this Jim's Butchery pays this guy, like, tw- pays a 20... A player like 20k a month or whatever for no reason instead of the club no do you know do you know I, I think it's fair enough like i don't think rugby has reached the same level as uh say football soccer as we call it in yeah. south africa where where it's just completely retarded so i think they should be looking for ways to pay these guys as much as possible and if you're willing if you're willing to pay a player more you deserve that player in a way it's you know it's capitalism All right, well, look, let's then look ahead to just the coming weekend's games. Um, I know that, well, mainly rugby championship, just have a quick chat about those. Uh, we, we, we play, uh, I don't really want to talk too much about New Zealand and Argentina. Oh, uh, Argentina, they're playing away. Yeah, Argentina's playing away at Trafalgar Park in Nelson. So, Creevy's going to pick up a hat trick. I, I can smell it. No, but I don't really see see there being much purpose in talking about that because well, that's I don't, I don't know. Do, do you know what Argentina had a um, not Argentina the Juarez same diff. the the two sides of the same coin but um, they had a hell of a good tour in New Zealand so mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying oh, you know put put your mortgage on it but <laughs> I, I think they they could give they could give New Zealand a go like. Not, I don't think they'll beat New Zealand, but I think there could be a few. I reckon the score will be a little bit closer and more competitive than Australia did. Yeah, I, I, I think it might be closer than Australia. Let's say that. I, I kind of feel like we did them a massive disservice since we were so shit, and then they're going to face New Zealand and get a hell of a surprise. Just to show you how shit we really were. Nah, I reckon they'll be fine. They, they, they're level-headed. I mean, the Spanish, the the people of Spanish descent are known for their. Level-headedness and you know calm expectations. <laughs> well, composure. Yeah, so yeah, yeah exactly. Treatment of natives. Yeah, yeah mm. exactly. And um, no, I think they're going to get blown away. And that's just that's just my personal opinion. Do you think the Bucks stand a chance? We're playing at Brisbane, right? That seems very valid. Yeah, I think. I think actually saying that, I would say the Bucks team was stronger last year where we drew, and Australia was. Weaker we, last year. Yeah, we should have won last year. I think we threw threw that away. Um, Percy Speed, Elton missed that uh, penalty as well on the sideline, if I remember correctly. I think we can beat Australia, but again, I'm just very worried about our loose trio. You're going to have um, was it Pooper? Pooper? Or is it Pooper or or, or, or Hocock? I so. <laughs> I think it's generally accepted not as Hocock. Hocock just sounds, Adam Hocock just sounds like an instruction in an Afrikaans gay bar. Yeah. Um, um, uh, that that uh, sounds a little too accurate to be made up, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, i just I think at the least I'm very worried they're going to dominate us at the breakdown. Everywhere else, I think it's okay. It would help if our ten did a bit more. Um, I, I still do like Pollard, but I'm not quite sure what his deal is. Hey, like when he when it comes to him blowing hot and cold, I guess he's uh, he's not yeah. he's not blown hot though this for the last two games. That's the thing. It's been a while That's the thing. He's been, he, no, I agree. He's been just. It's like why, you know? I expect I, I expect it more. Maybe he's just not that good. Eh? He needs that Vodafone 
Foda phoned uh, money still. I think is what happens. Because I think peak Pollard was when he was still on our TVs selling Vodafone contracts while he was in France. Hello, Luffy. Well, yeah. those, those adverts. Yeah, those adverts. Yeah. But uh, how do you think it's going to go? This, this, do, are we actually going to win? Just, no. I saw, I saw Israel's expected <laughs> to be back, speaking of. Yeah. Speaking and of factors we back, need to discuss. And they pulled pull, pull back uh, Piango Amosa and Caleb Timu. And someone else has been recalled as well. I don't really know who. And Falau, he's yeah. back too. A goodie. Yeah. I, I think we're in trouble. Yeah. yeah it's going to be a I, tough game. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, the, the only way I can see us kind of winning this is just through forward dominance. Like, like, just, just get our, our tight five, shunt them completely in the scrums, lot of penalties, keep it very tight, line out, driving malls. Like, I, I can't really, I can't really see another formula where we, where we beat them. You know what's annoying? You say that is then we went and had Wilker Low instead of you know racing like everyone else, fucking play a game of K Cup rugby this weekend. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fucking Wilco though. Why he always gets the short straw? Because then that, that means all... that obviously France Malhaber was is still is still sort of tapped to be the starting prop. Ah oh, fuck. That, that just oh. pisses me off. I don't know that. Sorry, sorry to sorry to bring the mood down so much all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, man. Killing me, bro. That's, Killing so one me. of us has got to be on Fat Kid Watch. Uh, yeah, I just I'm not very confident about it. I just I'm very intrigued to see the sort of starting lineup that Rassi names, in particular Willems' starts. I, I do believe as Rassi rates him highly, I do believe there, there's a chance that Willems might start, particularly given how crap Pollard's been over the last two weeks. You know, I could forgive one terrible performance, but two, nah. I think I think as you guys mentioned a little bit earlier, he could use a rocket up the bum just to to wake up. Um, right now, beyond Willems, he doesn't have much competition. I think mentally, that does play, that, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, oh. no, I, I do because he didn't really do anything to to take Alton's place from him. If you know what I mean, mm. it's it's just the kind of like like when Rassi came, Rassi was like, you know what, I prefer Pollard, yeah, but like like he didn't really. I don't I don't feel like Pollard unseated Alton in any way. Like, Alton had had a better um, Super Rugby. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I don't... Yeah, but... And, uh, yeah. Be nice to yeah, see that. Saying that, saying that, Willems are probably had the best Super Rugby out of all of them, so maybe it's not. Okay, well, let's see. Where, where does that leave us, Chas? Are we going to look at, look at Curry Cup? to see who's playing next week. Oh, quick one's over. Just, uh, just a gut reaction score prediction, I guess. Mm. Yeah, we've got Sharks, Pumas. Aren't we doing Super Proof? Yeah, we are. Oh, Matt, could you... Yeah, yeah got, thanks, Bruce. I've got mine open. What did we do? I think, wait, let me have a look quickly at last week for us. I think we, we must have Grand Slammed, huh? Three for three. Yeah. Look, it's, you easy boy. To, it's easy to Grand wow. Slam if you've only got three games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've struggled in the past, so let's, let's not... Yeah, so yeah. we're sitting three for three. So, we got one match point. We missed, or we were fuck. We were miles out for Puma's uh, province. We picked by like eight. 
Uh, Sharks by nine. We picked it. We were just just on the that one's margin and Lions. We actually picked Lions by fourteen, so we were quite out on that one as well. Oh. So if anyone cares, we, we can't get the numbers, <laughs> but we're pretty sure we know which team should beat which team. Yeah. So Lions. I mean, this week we got it's the Sharks versus the Pumas in Durban. That's a Friday. So, I'd probably pick Sharks at home, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Pumas didn't look great against Province. Yeah, then it's uh, Griquas versus the Bulls. Uh, yeah, that's in Kimberley, though, right? Yeah, that's at Tafel Lager Park Stadium. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, There's a naming Ta- Just wait, Tafel Lager is a Namibian beer, huh? Yeah. 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 Why aren't they sponsoring the... <laughs> because Vintook Draft is sponsoring them. So what's the point yeah. of being the, the Vintook Draft slash Tafel Lager well witches? Well, fuck, I don't know. You should sell your soul just to, you know, like... like you know, you can't you can't kind of rest on your the, on your advertising morals or whatever when, you, when it's looking like you're not going to play in the tournament. Aren't they both from the same parent company, though, out of curiosity? Alex, you mean? No, no, they, they are. are. They do compete. Are they two, are they two competing? Okay, cool. Yeah, Toffel's pretty much the only competition that that uh, Nam Breweries has. Toffel's Why? It's not even... Toffel's owned by Nam Breweries, isn't it? I don't think so. I dig Toffel. Mm. Toffel's a lacquer beer. It is quite toasty. I had one this afternoon. Um, and then the other game is Lions. Shit, it's just appeared. Yes, as at Ellis Park. Yeah. Uh, I'll take Lions. Yeah. My team. <laughs> oh, speaking the of Lions your team, then Adam Crickers or Bulls? Oof, I'm gonna pick Crickers, bro. <laughs> Not your team. Give me some. Grick- give me some Crickers. No, bro. G- uh, give me some Crickers at at Kimberley. I think Always. this is a Crickers. I think it's their first home game, actually. Yeah, so then there's going to be some Gies in, in, in Kimberley at Tafel Lager Stadium. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Shitty, shitty Bulls. Uh, nah, I'm, I would also want to... I would also vouch... In Kimberley, I'd take Rick Wiz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I just like... haven't watched them for so long. I don't even know if they've still got that, like... That mystique. It's the feel. It's less. Least, it's yeah. it's less the players and more the field when it comes to beating the okay. beating the opposition. Fair enough. I, I yeah. think I think yeah. I wonder. I haven't checked it, but they might still have that old man that sort of runs out with them. That like hundred year old gentleman. <laughs> oh, is that, is that no. Wim? Yeah, that uh, no. no Wim's, Wim's a confirmed uh, Cheetahs fan. I think he drives yeah. one of and those Harleys. But I mean, you they, can be a Cheetahs fan. They call him Bush pig or something, that old man? I can't remember what his name is, but... <laughs> Classic. Hmm. Alright. Uh, okay, thanks, Curry Cup, for generally being so short. So what, what and now... What do you do, actually? Let me, let me oh, some God. Sharks, sharks by how much? Uh, seven. seven, yeah. Seven. Grickers or Bulls? Ben? Uh, Grickers by five. Ben, what did you say? Bulls or Grickers? I said bulls. Bulls. Okay, so oh, we sorry, split. my own stupid bro. I don't think I spoke while we were doing this. Yeah, so we split. So... Oh, fuck. I'm going to get up to get up, grab the coin quickly. Okay, so home team's the B. Boom. 
Crickwiz. So we're going to go Crickwiz by what? Seven. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sensing Seven. a pattern. Yeah. <laughs> Seven. Okay. Lions versus Cheetahs. Uh, Lions. Seven. Seventeen. Yeah. Seventeen, 17 is yeah. a bit low. I mean, the Cheetahs have lost by like 30 this whole season. Seventeen. Oh, 77. Ah, 77. 77. <laughs> 77. <laughs> Home team by 77. Home team by 77. Yeah. Done. Can I scroll that high, actually? <laughs> must be yeah, yeah, wait, it's going, it's going. 65, 70, no, yeah. No, go by like 140, I think. I think that's where it stops. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Namibia, for that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Namibia's biggest contribution to the world of rugby, getting super brute taken pause. Because I remember during the World Cup, everyone, everyone was complaining that they could that it stopped at 99. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, website won't update. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, fuck. uh, I wonder how many people fuck, uh, fuck their picks like just, that. Just, in that Japanese game. Guys, it sounds like, uh, sounds like the Springboks just won the World Cup in Invictus. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. oh, good job. Yeah. I reckon that's going to be the only World Cup we win in the next few years. Matt Damon's apparently very pleased. Congratulations, Matt Damon, on the Virgin Lay's career that you've got to look to. What about Morgan Freeman? Is he all right? Is he happy with this? Um, yeah, seems okay. Um, Alex, I, I see um, NFL NFL Super Brew starting. Oh, really? Should, yeah, should we have a bit of a, a combo? Uh, it'll take too long, dude. Like, they're 32 teams. No, that sounds like a chore. Yeah, that's a whole that's a whole episode, basically, <laughs> each week. And we'd just be sucking thumbs. So. Yeah, we're like, oh, I like <laughs> yeah. this one's logo. I dig this time. I mean, I've, got a general, I've got a general idea, but like their, their whole system is rigged like such with the draft that the worst teams get the best players essentially each year the best new players so it's very easy for like after a two year turnaround to suddenly like for example the the browns had their like worst season ever last year like they were i think they just they lost they didn't win a single game last year if i'm not mistaken and they picked up baker mayfield as in their first the first pick of the draft he's supposed to be like the next best quarterback so yeah, that's like he's, he's, it's quite he, Baker Mayfield. He sounds like a difficult to predict. Well, but that's good. I quite like that. I quite yeah, like that quality. Anyway, so I'd have thought about about selecting the Springbok side. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. What what do you what do you think would happen in the Springbok side if they're like okay? For uh, so say they say okay the squad is whatever the squad the squad is thirty five players okay yeah. yeah and then they say each each Super Rugby franchise and the Cheetahs each have seven players that have to be picked okay and then so 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 it'll create crazy sort of uh, like uh, inter inter team competition because <laughs> you know the the lines will be like well fuck. I, I know Marx is getting chosen, but the rest of us, like we all, we all have to sort of play play to be one of the seven, sort of one of the seven places in the lines or whatever. This doesn't sound like yeah. a good plan. <laughs> at some point, at some point, someone's gonna Steffi Graf. Someone, I, uh, not Steffi Graf. What was that uh, ice skater? 
I, Tonya. I, Tonya, oh, Tonya Harding. Tonya Harding. Yeah. Yeah. A teammate's fucking kneecap. No, 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 but but then it'll create the alternate thing where players are like, fuck, listen, should I go Should I go play for the Sharks, where, you know, they got a lot of prospects, or should I go play for the Cheaters, where my, my chances are relatively better of getting a, of getting a Springbok mm-hmm. cap? See? I don't know. I think that's, that's like a level of humility that I don't out. think you can really expect from rugby players. Yeah, that, that's... I think they'll back themselves. Like, do you really think Combrink's going to be like, yeah, I've got a better chance of becoming a Bok somewhere else? Like, he's just going to fucking back himself. Well, he has backed himself. And how's that, how's that going for him? Not well, but I don't think he knows that. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> true. Okay, so I was just thinking of that. And I felt I should voice it into the world. I feel like that's one way of doing it. I feel like you have... No, it's not. Maybe cotton on to a good idea. I want to try it maybe one day. <laughs> we, when we run the... SA Rugby, we, we'll do yeah. it for a year and, and see what happens. Yeah. Even distribution yeah. amongst the, the franchises. Yeah. Yep. Do you know how I got the idea? Because I play like, there's like a, fa- actually I played it for one week, then I got over it. But Super Brew has like a fantasy rugby sort of thing. But then yeah. you have to, you're only allowed to pick, I think, of your squad, you, you're only allowed to pick a maximum of seven from one team. Uh, yeah. And it's, rugby, and it's rugby championship, so basically it means you need seven from each team, and well, seven from three and six from one. Yeah. Oh, so it's, yeah, that's how, I think, fantasy football or soccer works, isn't it? You maxed out normally. It's the same on, yeah. on Fox Sports. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but on, on Fox, Fox Sports, Sports on Super Rugby, like, like yeah. It doesn't because really, I think you're allowed six from one team or what? Oh, shit, I've, yeah. never, I've never even gotten near that. I haven't, I haven't That's the thing. Like, sure, it normally just doesn't sure, arrive. Surely, Matt, you've had six from the Sunwolves before. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe they lax the rules there because fuck, they haven't. Uh, yeah, they I don't think it applies to the Sunwolves. Like <laughs> 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 programming glitch, like you can pick up the entire Sunwolves side and Fox Sports won't notice. Yeah, they probably have that moment of the program where like, do you think we should include the Sunwolves? And there's a pause and everyone just started laughing. <laughs> no one play. Um, all right, let's move it on. We're moving on to our, our last feature. I think Superbrew uh, jumped up in in the powerful running order, but it's the WhatsApp group discussion. And uh, amongst the terrific conversation that happens every week and every day in the WhatsApp group, uh, the one thing I'll focus on. You guys are welcome to bring up what you feel is most appropriate. Is um, we were talking about offices and how if you have an office, Alex, you used to have an office. Yeah. I share an office with other people, and others right. have sat an open plan. Matt's had an office. I've only ever um, had offices. Just yeah, living, living the good life. Ben, do you, do you have an office? No, we we have like an open plan. They want to bring in this thing called like hot desking. Oh, we're, no, we're, no, we're, that, we're so yeah, you're basically like when you arrive, you just kind of find somewhere to sit, and they're like, no, it facilitates discussion between no, different departments. No, do you know no, what? that's my that, pick. That's a load of crap. It's a Why would cost. I ever want to have discussion with other departments? I've... Imagine you're stuck with someone from like HR or some shit. Oh no, because yeah. mean, even when we studied, Carol. like you sat in your de- you, the first day of lectures, you sat in your your chair, and that was your spot for like your entire LLB. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we accepted that. Yeah, oh, fuck that noise, Ben. I, I reckon you should quit. Done. If that if that happens, just quit. I'm trying. I'm trying to quit. <laughs> If you're um, listening, this is my resignation. This is about three months. My last day will be what would it be? <laughs> What's the, but, the, the question I, I wanted hey, to look, it's, ask? It's, it's, I yeah, 
it's good time in going, it's going from there if you're in the office environment right there's generally people who always fit certain stereotypes um i just wanted to ask you, you had to think about some of the springbok players for example who would michael marks be would he would he be the strong silent type that no one chats to or you be the guy that wanders into your office and, and just irritates you trying to be friendly but a little bit too friendly you never get any work done about it it's either office gossip i definitely not um but, but who, who would michael marks be Marks would be that one types. who brings his nutri bullet to work and makes his own smoothie and has like all sorts of like branded oh, content yeah. on his desk. <laughs> Let's be serious. Yeah. We've seen his Instagram and Twitter account. Yeah, yes. I, I, th- I think he would spend a lot of time like leaning on stuff. You know, just like leaning <laughs> on the door. Every cabinet, be like, every door. <laughs> be like, be like, like, hey, hey so- sorry, Malcolm, I want to get past. It's like, yeah, so anyway, uh, I was in the gym <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> oh, sorry, Ruth, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, but I think you'll like pat you on the shoulder, like just yeah, you lock you to the floor. Yeah, hey, champ. Uh, Warren White, he'd probably be. But then you know what? After all of that, when it came down to it, when, when there was a paper jam in the photocopier, Malcolm would just get in, there, get over the copier and pluck that paper out like a champion. <laughs> Pro <Propulfera. laughs> yeah. yeah, stealing it. Yeah, yeah the, the jam pull for it. But then, or Whitey, would he be the friendly guy? There's always that guy's everyone's friend in the office. No, you have no idea what he does. Whitey's going to be like, the one who's going to organize the, the office prayer circle over like a Thursday lunch in the boardroom. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, maybe I, I, almost, I think almost too would, friendly. Yeah, I think he would try a bit hard. He'd be like yeah. the manager who wants to be your mate. And you're like, listen, dude, just like tell me what to do and carry on about your business. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, don't want to, I don't want to see pictures of your kids. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Like, you wouldn't be able to get into a lift with him and have him, just, like, have a quiet ride. Yeah, like, like always, you would always you want to hate, chat. You would hate to take a piss at the urinal next to Whiteley, because, you know, you hey, would just yes. be there, like, riding your business. You'd be like, yo, so, hey. so, you had a good weekend, mate? Yo, what, what you got planned? And you'd be like, Christ, Warren, Warren, just let it go, man. You seem like a nice guy, but... Yeah, like, like, like we, we're colleagues, just leave it. If he was at the Orion, I would go piss in the stall. Let's just say that. Yes, yes. Oh, speaking of that, though, then, who's the player that takes a shit and fucking stinks up the corridor every day? Ombrick. Francois Heber. Hands down. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Does <laughs> <laughs> he always look constipated? Like, after he's, like, running around 10 minutes on the rugby field, he's always, like, Ugh. taking oh, a huge like breath. It's like, this photo really, of... Like, um, that photo of, of Thomas Tutoy when they're on the barge. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, it's um, definitely, definitely him, though. Yeah. I think, but, I think Mahuba would have been fired in 2016 and just no one gave him the memo and he just kept on coming on and, like, trying to fix people's computers and shit. And really, like, he's done. Like, is, he's not even so so Mahuba's anymore. that dude in IT then as well. Yeah. That is, that is basically what happened, though. That is basically his career. <laughs> but then who's the guy who drinks too much at the office function? And then, like, opens his mouth out Elton, too much. Uh, Elton John Cheese. Dallin? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no Dallin is the one that, like, accidentally pulls, like, the, the, a boss's wife or something. <laughs> Maybe oh. Yevon? What? No. Yevon doesn't strike me as a loose lips, uh, sink ships. No, uh, no one's really reckless. Like, like a- Aaron Smith is like that. Oh, no, he's not. No, no, do you know def- who it is? It's he- Danny Cipriani, but we don't have one of those. I, would, no, I wish we really. did. I, I, wish our, I wish our rugby players had more personality. 
Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Actually, who, who's who's the guy that who's the guy that steals your lunch if you put it in the fridge and don't like put your name on it? Um, I mean, like if the toy's got that like childish "I'll fuck with you" sort of haircut. No, 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 no but like, no, I take another. I reckon, I reckon Faf might take your lunch. No, Faf's too small. It's, 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 a it's a front row. It's a front row. No. Vili Larue would be like would be like the office the office joker, but also you'd be fucking weird. Like you'd like halfway through you'd like do yoga at his desk and stuff, and you know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, CEO would obviously be the uh, the good guy. You know, he's that guy like holds a project together. You know, you can always go to him for advice, mm. that sort of thing. You know, this is just the good oak that yeah. uh, you know you can just chat to. He's friends with everybody, but not. <laughs> like the guy that has, that has super loud private conversations at the desk. Like Sia, on their phone. I think Sia has a standing desk, though. He strikes me as the kind of guy yeah. who has a standing desk. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I don't know but why. Sia's your manager. <laughs> Sorry, who do you think has a standing desk? Sia. Yeah. Sia strikes me as the kind of guy. Like, that's his sort of where he cuts loose, and he <laughs> sort of, how, how he steps out of the sort of mold is he has a standing desk. <laughs> that's his yeah. thing. That's his thing. Uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think who's like the cause I know we said Whiteley is like the overly friendly guy but like who's who's the guy with like no personal boundaries who were like That's you know tough. he'll be sitting like at a, in his cubicle but you know the exact details of like his cat's <laughs> diarrhea <laughs> or like or like his all the medication that his like his wife's busy taking or something because he's uh, just like loudly arguing with his wife no. about how she do, do you know, know who whatever. that would be that, that would be Rusty because he's just so yeah. fucking open. <laughs> he's so open. He's too open. <laughs> like, oh, I don't think Sia had a great game, but you know he's the captain, so we got to pick him anyway. Like, yeah. Um, that's so, like be, you'll come out. You'll that's... come out of a meeting, and he'll be like, "Yeah, I actually think you did that presentation really badly, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens next week." Who's <laughs> oh, the Oku you could see is under pressure the whole time? Uh, I'd probably oh. say Elton. I think Franco Moss, like honestly, every day it looks like Rusty said to him before the game, listen, Franco, if you don't make 40 tackles, you drop, <laughs> you're going to be able to feed your family. Like, <laughs> fuck, so you fucked unless you make 40 tackles. Yeah. Uh, I think it's even like, worse than and, that. It's like, I've, I've got your cat hostage and I'm going to shoot it. Like he's, you can see desperation <laughs> on that face. Yeah. And Beast? Does, does Beast even fit a stereotype, or do he also just be Beast at the office? Beast, Beast is the quiet oak who you, you barely see. He's always working. And when, yeah. you do, when you do bump into him, he's friendly. Like, he'll do the polite, oh, you know, how's it going? You know, I can't, can't wait for Friday kind of thing. And then <laughs> that'll be it. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I honestly think Beast is the perfect cubicle mate. Agreed, yeah. yeah. I'd love to yeah. I'd love to share an office with Beast. No, only he needs, only to, be like, he needs to be like 30 kilos more only downside would be like all the crucifixes and biblical proverbs. No, but it's I, I, I don't think Beast will shove that down your face. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's it from a Lions play, I'd understand, but I think Beast will be a bit chilled about it. Yeah, like, always, like, dude, I mean, how many times has he won the man of the match and the first thing he does is thank, you know, thank Lord our Savior, whatever, whatever. But would he would he be that guy that invites you that says hey hey my mates you know we get we we uh, um, get round to my place every Thursday we just have real cool discussions you know and eat pizza we, we just ch- just chat about our faith you know this sort of guy 
It's yeah, I saw you know like the glass of roads, Matt. Uh, like his people, yeah. you know, they're trying to like lure you in with pizza, and they, they say, "No, come, yeah, come, come to Soul Group. We have some great chat. It's really cool and chilled out." Would he? I don't know if B would be like that though. I think he would keep his distance. Maybe there would be others who who'd overstep that balance. But Beast knows kind of knows how far to go. You know, he's got over a hundred tests. He's he's survived a hundred quarters. You know, he's, be, he's been through the ring. Evan would be the one who you can hear shitting on someone else, like from down the passage, you can hear cucking out someone. <laughs> yeah. Who would be... H- I'm trying to think of another one. Um, and his HR. Who's, who's who, most yeah, likely who, to do... Who, who, like, who come in on the weekend to pick Karen something up? Sorry? Who would be Karen from HR? Karen from HR. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, there's got to be someone who, like, doesn't mind paperwork and... I was going to say it has and to be it's like... just useless and the worst. Uh, Pollard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Adam. Uh... What the fuck? I, like, he, 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 what, why are you saying sorry? Because you're. And I'm not married to the oak. Fuck you, bro. I'm not. I'm not an apologist. Okay, I'm just. I, I try to give oaks a bit of rope, and if they don't meet those standards, then I say no. Well, well we need something different. That's all. <laughs> uh, did Damien Willem, sir? Is he just like the new guy? David, he, he's no, straight out of straight out of varsity. Undercut got crack killer marks at varsity. You put him into put him in, 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 in a team, like quite a port, important team that reports uh, almost to to the VP. Is he is he your guy? Is this young guy? You have no idea what's going to come from him. Yeah, yeah, but 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 you feel you feel good things. You're like, yeah, he's he's one for the future. <laughs> but actually, you're not quite sure what he does. Yeah, he's done fuck all for like the last six months. Mm. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, I think he, I think he's the guy who comes in and is like, is like immediately like chatting up the secretaries, you know, not that they're necessarily female, yeah. but you know, just the guy's like oozing charisma, like, and it, he's like, he's there for a week and he's like, just not like never had that awkwardness. Yeah, so he's he's just straight away, he's a man about town. Yeah, exactly. And then the person who you see looking for another job on their screen. You see him like uh, trying to go crazy. Yucca Krill. He's already yeah. found it. Oh, you, you, you say, you, so you say the, the Ben of the office, eh? <laughs> yeah. Announcing resignation via podcast. <laughs> I think it's a bold strategy, though, Ben, d- doing that, searching for in a, in a company where I'm assuming most of them are second language English. I mean, you can leave that classified ad open and walk away from your desk and no one knows. Uh, well, the f- final one before, before we stop. They, re- they can read English. Like, in, in no. Mauritius, in Mauritius no. everyone reads English. No, they read French. Uh, it's all uh, just, and Oblix. Just, just my <laughs> final question. Jean-Luc Dupre, since he is Mr. Personality, if you've seen a microphone uh, in front of him, does Jean-Luc Dupre fit a type at the office? He just grunts. He just yeah. talks to him. And he goes, <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I, he doesn't strike me as having much personality. So, like, you try and kind of chat to him about like the weekend, and he'll literally just be like, "Yeah, weekend yeah. is good." Yeah, his presentations, his presentations, yeah, his presentations are very much. Does he read? Like he reads what's on the slide. Yes, yes, he, he reads what's on the slide. That's it. Yeah, he's one of those likes. <laughs> um, all right, well, like Dick Chaps, I don't know if you have any any further business. To, to discuss, and I do apologize for the slightly disrupted episode. 
I think our, our next, like, I think we've overrun it now, but we should talk about the long discussion we had about pork belly next week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, uh, we, I'm, I'm happy to do that. So, so you, you, have the, you have that to look forward to some, some, some pork recipe, some pork belly recipe. We're going to start a yeah. cooking segment now. Yeah, and we'll just see who does what in the kitchen uh, from, from, from the box side. I imagine Vili LaRue is quite good at a chopping board. He's quite versatile. Uh, no. But I reckon Vili would be too creative. You'd be like, yeah, so um, garlic, strawberries, and then, you know, sour worms. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, yeah. 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 So who's um, steamed chicken breast and broccoli? That's it. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say Mark. Mark was the one I thought of, but I didn't. I thought let's not harp on Mark's too much. But yeah, I also agree on Mark. No, Mark's, Mark's is the oak that uses Robertson spice because uh, he's sponsored by it. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's like it's like those YouTube ads. It's like, hi, I'm Bob. I'm a chef in Cape Town. I use Robertson. I'm like, who who are you? Why why should I care that you're using this this rap? Um, he's why Rob? He just told you. God, from Cape Town. It's like, okay, what does that even mean to me? Yes, you got a, you got a bunch of rad tattoos. Does it mean you're a better chef? I, I don't really, I just don't get it. It doesn't make it's much from sense Cape to Town. Me. It's from Cape Town. But, 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 that should tell you everything you need to know. Like, it's basically an artisanal spice. <laughs> you do know, uh, incidentally, Robinson Spice, if you are listening, we'll be happy to take you on as a sponsor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I feel like we've built up credibility as like the every man's podcast. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But we have quite a large reach. Yeah. yeah, hi, hi. I'm Ben from Mauritius, and if I'm not sure if they sell Robinsons here, but if they do, yeah, I would definitely buy it. Yeah. Hi, I'm I'm Adam from Joburg. The instructions would be in English, which is good. Uh, I'm Adam from Joburg. People assume I support the Bulls. I do not. I support the Lions. Love to use your spice. Just, I'm also telling you guys. You seem to be confused that uh, I support the Bulls, which I do not. Are you okay. Are you telling the people at Robinsons that you don't support the Bulls? No. Right? That's a big, that's a big market. There's a big market share for Robertson Spice. Yeah. Like, I think you just talked yourself out of a gig. Yeah, bro. Just, yeah. Their price Spice. I'm assuming their price Spice in Pretoria sells incredibly well. Adam. Yeah, yeah it's probably like thirty-five. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I think I think Bryce Spice is for English people. Brian, I don't think I've recorded need Bryce Spice. No, okay. No, no, they just just they they probably like. Take the peppercorns in their hands and crush them. No, but they still use, what's, they use that. What's that orange? That is more said orange bottle with like the brown. Oh bottle. yes. The oh yeah. I, I know that one. That, yeah. that bright yeah, that, that's, that's what they do. Excuse me. Okay. On on that note, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Elite Rugby Banter. Uh, I do promise next week will be a little bit more well oiled. I will not have a, a mattress delivered, uh, which was a little bit disruptive. So my apologies, cars, and thanks for bearing with me. If you are listening out there or are still listening, you can catch us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Acast. Uh, we'd always love to hear from you. We are on Twitter. Uh, uh, we do check that every now and then I know we do share episodes on then and yes thank you very much for listening we will catch you next week and we'll very much be chatting about uh, the rugby championship games or whatever else comes up thanks so much